to legit bat we've got mr james from grounded extracts here tonight and uh before we get started i wanted to announce the winner of the review contest and that is uh 100 brandon from expanding reality yes uh i read his review on a past show but he basically said that we were awesome that he wanted to poop in the mug that i sent him and you know the poop jokes get to my heartstrings so he wins the mug and we also had Nico left a pretty good review, and then uh, Terry left a review, and she wants a Tumblr. So I might just send one to all three. I don't know yet. Also, we're definitely giving one to Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast because his review outshines everyone's in general. It's just like the best. How could you? I, it was a while. <laughs> anyway, ago. he's getting one too. You're all getting mugs. A mug for you. Mug for you. Everyone gets tumbler. a mug. It's not a car, but whatever. We're not Oprah. And if you. Uh, if you want to get one yourself, I'm going to have the new artwork that I put on Instagram that uh, a listener drew up. It's really cool. I'm going to put start putting that on the, the mugs and the tumblers and the shirts and whatnot. And uh, that's all at legitbat.com. Oh, yeah, that's Bags, right? He does OBDM's artwork. Yeah, uh, at Bags Bras on Instagram. Check yeah. It out. Real quick. So since you can see the female, Jen, and then the two males, you should ask just just out of you know curiosity ask him if he could make my hair blonde oh because <laughs> i look like you it's it's no like, joe's yeah. hair is really long though you can tell joe's joe it doesn't yeah. matter your joe's hair is long and dark your hair looks dark sometimes when you don't have a hat on and the light is right the art does matter. look really cool and i actually told joe uh to the gentleman who made the art i was like i like the superhero thing we could actually make a comic out of that. Like, for instance, we have to have one of our miniature legit bats in our pockets for our superhero abilities to work. Mm. Uh, <laughs> shut okay. up. I'll let that one fly. Uh, also, I wanted to mention our, you know, our affiliate, Mudwater, and maybe James will be an affiliate too with his uh, grounded extracts. But uh, cool. you can get it. Yeah, you can get a you hit the link in our in well, I didn't put it in the video, but you can I'll put it in the audio. Uh you hit that link and you can get a, a mud water starter kit and we've talked about it before and it's it's fucking mushrooms. I'm the <laughs> It's not psilocybin. They're I'm not just mushrooms that are good for you. They help your brain, they help your cognitive ability, they help you think like snap out of that brain fog life that we all get sucked up into sometimes yeah it's pretty cool i i'm not required to do an ad read for them i just have an affiliate link so do whatever you want with that information but they're delicious anyway enough with the 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 beginning stupid shit james welcome to the show and uh tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do over at grounded extracts thank you thank you guys for inviting me um uh like you said i'm james and my business grounded extracts came from me uh being a junkie for like 10 years and um not wanting to be anymore so i started and you know going down the conspiracy realm uh rabbit holes we uh you know we come to the realization that like they're trying to poison us from the skies to the food to the uh vaccines to the whatever 
um, like they're trying to kill some people. So, so I, I started doing a lot of research. I was always obsessed with, with drugs. I just thought I was a drug addict. I didn't realize it was leading to something I could be productive with. So I, I translated all my chemical information into the natural realm. And, um, I did that. Um, my, I have a lot of family history of opiate abuse and stuff. And, um, I was, this is just a path I was, I was led down to, um, take Ibogaine, which is, um, from Iboga, uh, which is a tree that, um, is in the African rainforest and they take the bark of the root off and they cook it up and, um, they don't change anything. They don't destroy anything. They just cook it and, um, serve it to their village and, it uh completely destroys addiction like in in Dude. a lot of facets it destroys it physically mentally and um and i so just that... sent them a link on a boga like a month ago that i found yeah. i'd never heard of it before Dude, isn't that's that interesting that no one's heard of it too like it's a it's schedule one yeah it's scound it's a schedule one that no one's heard of you know um and that's interesting though because i i'd heard of iboga before in ibogaine but only because i'm also a connoisseur of uh drugs and right. i also do this, this podcast called dopey and they tell all kinds of stories more of a more of a like a recovery podcast now but he talks right. about ibogaine and like whether it's you know good to you know like if aa would agree with the psych psychedelics to to get off of alcohol or whatever you know whatever well, it's kind of like ayahuasca with. in that way in the same yeah. sense it doesn't i know it's not the exact same thing but it gets rid of addiction. It makes you realize that there's a whole other world out there that's more important and it helps people get on the right path. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think we all have our own blinders on constantly, whether, and that, you know, that happens from us being in denial, but it can also just like, um, I don't, I don't want to get preachy, but just living a dysfunctional life of like sin and shame. If you're harboring tons of shit, you know, that, you know, you shouldn't be doing, but you do it anyways, like, fuck it. And you don't really have a conscience like that. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna jump out at you, you know? Yep. It's gonna build so, up and shit. That's a good place to start though. I know if, for anybody who listens to Crow, which is probably most of our audience, uh, he was just on crow and that's when i heard him and i reached out yeah, I'm like, dude you got to come on our show i'm gonna order some of your shit because uh it's right <laughs> up right up our legit bat alley that you talked a lot that the main focus of the show with crow was the ibogaine uh angle but why don't you start out with that because i know you've done it correct yeah so, yeah yeah what do you want to know that? about it uh, just tell us your experience like how how did it affect you how did it make you feel what happened okay so i i um I weaned down from, I was on a lot of pharmaceuticals and, um, and I was trying to get off. I had just gotten married and, uh, my wife was pregnant and I wanted to, everything was, uh, like visible, but out of reach in terms of like my feelings, how I felt about anything. It was, it was all, it was like, I was watching it from afar. I couldn't really tap into it. And, um, so I would take, like, I would run out of Suboxone is what, what they had me on um or what i had myself on i would run out of it and i would have these because the doctor and it's not even my fault i wasn't selling it the doctors were uh would just go on vacation for like five days and not fill your prescription all the fucking time it happens all the time and uh so you just be dope sick like in the house like calling sick out of work you know and stuff like that and so then my, my my wife uh came by one day and i could i could finally attain it even though i was like sick and like in hell i could attain how i knew i felt about her 
And I was like, oh shit, that's the key. Gotta get rid of all this shit. And the more research I did, it's like Suboxone can give you serotonin syndrome and it, it destroys your testosterone, brings it down to zero, like just hor- horrible shit, you know? And, um, and I barely weighed anything and it was, it was just a nightmare. So, um, so I realized, you know, that I got to get this one thing, you know, Suboxone was the main thing. Um, it's, it's gotta be gone from what I'm doing. And so, uh, I didn't know how to go long periods of time without taking Suboxone or whatever drugs. So, um, I started buying like handfuls of LSD from people and I was like, maybe that will help the you know, maybe it'll help. I don't know. And it did. It helped me wean down. Uh, and I don't suggest yeah. anyone do this, but for me, I took about three sheets of acid in like four months. And that was probably too much, but, um, it, it did really help me wean down, wean down to like almost nothing, like a fraction of what I was taking. And I'd already been weaning down for like two years. And so, um, and then I pushed it, I pushed it and I got in trouble because I, I I used it as a tool and then I kept using it beyond its 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 stay and uh, I paid for it and uh, and it you know it happens but that led me down the road of like wow I'm able to like control my my uh, my habits a lot more and I'm able to go a longer time without taking suboxone if I do if I can tap into this mindset and my dad always told me about iboga um, since I was a kid and uh, and uh, he was just fascinated by it and the rainforest in general. He was on biking into the day he died. My uncle, uh, my aunt, uh, all my aunts, all my uncles, they're all, you know, if they're not, you know, dead, they're like currently still heavily using. So I'm like the only one that that isn't. Um, and so he told well, me good about for you, that. dude, for breaking that cycle. Dude, that's the whole thing. You know, that's that's the whole game. We're here. We're here to play a fucking game, dude. I want to yep. play. I'm not, you know, I was not trying to cheat it. Like, what's that? Not trying to cheat it. Right. Right. Well, you can't cheat it. You know, you can't. It seems like you can, but you definitely fucking can. And it catches everything catches up with you. And uh, so I just was like, damn, I got to. And it was all the creator leading me down this path. Like I, I uh, while I was taking LSD and taking less of my Suboxone. And again, the LSD just gave me a little boost of willpower to wean down as fast and as far as I did. It's not like I give LSD credit for like anything other than, you know, of some mental clarity to do that. Um, so were you, were you microdosing or were you going full balls out, like tripping hard? Cause like, I know I've gone, I've done both and I would prefer the microdose, especially right. with mushrooms, but I've, we've also basically microdose with LSD and I much prefer that to the full trip. It's very hard. It's difficult to do a real, hardcore trip yeah it, yeah it totally can be i was i was um i was taking like one to three tabs a day so i was kind of yeah. like full-blown tripping every day yeah but with your mental state being that you were used to getting fucked up on heroin is that what you were taking before? well suboxone but heroin before that yeah yeah, because I know Suboxone and Methadone are like the treatments for that to They're get off of heroin, but the it's the drugs. same thing and it's just as bad. Right. It's fucking ridiculous. I had two friends who were, 
they weaned themselves off of methadone and suboxone as well. Not using the crazy awesome method that you did, though. They had a much harder time, but <laughs> yeah. it didn't sound as fun. But um, <laughs> I know it's just a different mental state where you could probably handle it a lot better than just the average person taking one to three tabs of LSD right. a day. You know You're right, I mean? because I spent 11 years numbing my mind, like saturating my mind and numbing, you know, and uh, just numbing chemicals. So, yeah, the LSD maybe just helped me feel I felt normal. And so maybe, you know, it's kind of bringing me back a little bit. Right. Um, but yeah, so is this the same vein of thought? You know, when I when I went for the aboga, it was like, I'm going to use this as a tool. And um, and then it blew me the fuck away beyond my uh wildest dreams you know because i didn't i knew it would it's supposed to kick drugs out of your system in like 48 hours i suboxone is a very sticky drug so i took it for 10 days straight i went a little extra mile on that too um but uh man it was great it kicked every I, within 30 minutes you stop feeling you know the withdrawals and you just feel a sense of kind of like childlike trust like oh i just took some shit and uh you know <laughs> It is what it is. Whatever happens here is what happens. And um, and man, you just start reviewing your life from the earliest moments that you didn't even know you could remember in visual detail. And you can see everything going on around you, but there's a projection coming out from your head that it's like you can keep eyes on the room and what's going on in your head. It's fascinating. And um like wearing and, an uh, Oculus. Yeah. <laughs> your life yeah. review. <laughs> and uh man it was just cool you get to review your life and it, and it teaches you a lot a lot about yourself and why you know it teaches you about the emotional situation you got yourself in that led you to the drug situation you got yourself in and it's um it's just very informative you know you uh you learn to have a heart for yourself but also you learn to take yourself seriously and you you for not and not for everyone, everyone's experience is different, but the general overall theme for a boga is truth. And that's why I think it's great for our community and stuff, because obviously, and uh it 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 really is a truthful thing. And that's why I'd say most people that try it don't like it. Most people don't want to do it again. However, if you if you pray and you set your intentions right beforehand, this is a very spiritual tree. It's not um I don't even want to say it's like a spirit that comes visits you or whatever, but the tree itself is magical. It's a magical tree and it will, uh, it will legit meet you where you are. You know, it's different for everyone, but, um, it allowed me to like time travel through, like I'm talking about not like, Oh, I'm tripping. And it's like, Oh, the mirror is bending. And like my friend's face is big. I'm talking about you're in a room and like pixels in a movie or on a computer screen everything just starts like just falls to the ground and what's behind it is a new environment you're in a completely different place you're sober you don't feel like you're tripping or on abigail or higher anything you're just now transported into a different fucking thing and it's not like you know elves and 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 alien grays and you know you're you're in a, a cathedral surrounded by all of them and you're real scared it's nothing like that this shit is like no you're like you'll be confused and think that you're not tripping you'll be like whoa where the fuck am i did i just try time travel like you'll be that saying that in the dream. It's that sounds like scarier than being fucked up because you know when you're drunk and you're like oh what's going on right now but at right. least 
I don't want to make it sound like you're, you should be grateful to be fucked up, but like at least you're drunk and like too drunk to remember or give a shit. But if you're super fucking sober and the world literally falls away around you and you're like, the truth is exposed to what we are really living in. Cause this, in my opinion, is all a, just a construct of, of probably maybe our own collective minds. I don't know. I have a weird theory about but, it. And but... the bogus thing is too, it'll make a construct. See, and it's so funny. What you just said was so important. It reveals the hard truth to you, but it does it in a beautiful way. It You'll you'll end up in that other reality and then you'll, you'll have a job all of a sudden. You'll have a family. You'll have new friends. You'll have a, um, you know, like just an entire new life. And that is when a bogus will will teach you certain things by watching the people in those in your life by watching your story play out like a script it, it's it's fascinating and each decade I, I went to like every decade from 1904 to wow. the future but I skipped like the 80s and 90s and 2000s fair well, enough fair. For the best. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know it's just how it worked out I know I was happy about that too I was like okay you know. <laughs> I could skip the 90s well, were you when were you born I what was year? born in 1990. Oh, okay. ah, me too. What's up, bro? Maybe, oh, maybe you skipped the 80s and 90s because that was the most like familiar to you. And that's what yeah. you were surrounded by. You were experiencing the outsides. They're Let like, Boga was like, you don't need to see that shit. You lived it. <laughs> yeah, okay. 100%. And, and like in the 50s and stuff, like I was walking down like city streets everything like it was the 50s like there's no and i couldn't imagine this shit i'm talking about songs i've never heard before that you know are 50s doo-wop music you can hear every single lyric you can hear every part of the melody and you can be like oh my god you could try to remember it in the dream so you can remember it when you come out of it like it's like that yeah. like you're so aware of what the fuck is going on around you and and it's obviously not from you that, that like and i think ibogaine why I've, i like to focus on ibogaine is because it's it's so different than anything it's it's i think it has like the best of intentions i was talking yesterday on a stream with someone they were talking about like drugs plant medicine were the fallen angels you know teaching these things and I understand that, but I also understand that in a lot of those scriptures, it talks about that those angels were co-opted and they were originally instructed to teach and they can't. And I think people like to throw that out and be like, no, they weren't. When they got co-opted, then they started to teach. I don't think so. I think they started, they, they were assigned by the creator to teach us a ton of shit. And I think like things like a boga might've been part of it, you know? And I think after it got co-opted, they started teaching some other shit, you know? Yeah, dude, yeah your, your description of a boga is funny, though, because it sounds like every night when I dream where I'm in Whoa. a different space and Same. I'm very confused where I tell her every morning, I'm like, you know, like my normal dream where I'm I'm in this fucking different dimension and I'm super confused, but everything seems normal because this is just what happens in this dimension and it's fine. Then I right. wake up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? I know. I dream the same way. Like, yeah. Remember <laughs> I was telling you the dream. I used to tell him my dreams and he'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you always running from some crazy? Cause I'm usually like in a war, like a war torn country or like I'm in a very crazy Damn. situation where I can see like some apocalyptic event. My happening. wife has a lot of those. It might I, be I a woman thing. Weird. I find all yeah. of that fascinating I since I don't fucking dream. Like oh, ever. that's so weird. That's that's so regardless, regardless of drunk, sober. Eats gummies. I, I, okay. So I, I occasionally, <laughs> like every night, uh, I'll take uh, two THC gummies for insomnia. 
I, I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning and I work like 60, 70 hours a week. Oh, damn. So I have horrible insomnia. I'm 18 months sober. Uh, alcohol was my alcohol was my demon. And I, I kicked it two months before my 30th birthday. And nice. then uh, just I'll never go back now. So the problem Good. is, is that I... I didn't realize I was using alcohol for sleep. I thought I was doing it because mm. I enjoyed it and mm. it wasn't to cover up some trauma or anything right. like that. And, and I'm not begrudging people who use it for that. Like we all have our coping mechanisms, yeah. many of which are unhealthy. My thing right. was that I would start at eight o'clock after the kids went to bed, I'd pound it out for like two hours and then I would pass the fuck out because that's how I went to sleep. That all reversed itself as I had more energy throughout the day and no way to get myself to sleep it for like six months it was maybe three four hours of sleep a night i was haggard all the time i could i couldn't stand it so anyway i started taking thc gummies and i hated it i hate being high i feel <laughs> stupid i act stupid i talk stupid i say stupid shit and so i'm like i take gummies <laughs> because it knocks my ass out and i take a hybrid indica and sativa so i get this and this flatlined and i probably take more than i should for that to work um, however, like last night, Joe gave allegedly possibly a microdose of, uh, the yummy shrooms and that's uh, your opinion, man. That's my opinion, man. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it, that, that worked out fine. Uh, I've only ever, I would say tripped balls, uh, once and it, it only lasted like three or four hours and it wasn't really hard and I fucking hated it. I don't like being out of my mind. So, uh, we did have he a guest recently. Out drunk. <laughs> that's the thing i was typically still not out of my mind i just did dumb shit uh um, just didn't remember what happened for four hours straight which is different than mushrooms you might be slightly out of your normal self but you fucking remember it most of the time well yeah. the thing i didn't like about mushrooms was the fact that i was terrified of the sky that's not normally me that also was not me drunk that was the opposite of me drunk me drunk was that's like fascinating yeah. Like I, I don't, I walked out from underneath their awning, looked up and went, nope. And I walked right back underneath of it because I'm like, that shit fucking freaks me out. And well, stars? We, was we, it the we've sky? told that story too about how you shit your soul out in diarrhea form, peaking on mushroom tea, which is yeah. hilarious. First Always time hilarious. I've ever peaked on psychedelics. And I am, I'm not just talking. Okay. I'm not just taking a shit while I peak for the first time after 30 years in my life. I was emptying out my fucking yeah. kidneys yeah, into dude. this toilet bowl and <laughs> they have what they have wood flooring so literally everybody in the house could hear me shitting while i'm peeking but they just don't know i'm peeking there wasn't a goddamn <laughs> thing not moving in that bathroom you and i've got saying my words fucking... too it was like I, I, it was like oh my god like just felt like, i was oh not like, i had, I had, I had my pants <laughs> pulled out my phone to to take a, a sound clip of his shit and it was this oh. Oh. <laughs> okay that's not true I had, but I had, I literally had like my pants down to my ankles. I'm sweating. Everything's fucking moving. Everything is separating. And I'm emptying my goddamn soul into this toilet. And then when I finally got done, I walked out of there and I was like, oh boy. And so I the walked outside. Give you what you needed. It wasn't what I needed. And I didn't like it. It gave me what. I think mushrooms went, yeah, we're not good for you. We're going to make you not like this. So have fun. Yeah, Maybe that's right. what you needed, though, so that you didn't do it again. I hope you cleaned your soul off when you retrieved it. Uh, I just <laughs> painted the bowl and washed it away. Day. Yeah, we cleaned his soul up for him. <laughs> nice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, so more about the the aboga though, because I'm yeah. I'm curious about that. And uh, sorry, when we, we interrupted off, your story. Yeah, when we get no, off the air, when we get off the air, you can tell me your uh, source, and we can hook up on that. You know, allegedly <laughs> yeah. your source, but uh, right. So right, tell right. us about though what what made continue with your aboga story and then also how that led into what you do now with the products you make yeah like really so good. so also like the the stories that i love anecdotal stories sorry if our audience doesn't but just your experiences Welcome. being like in the 50s and in the future like can you do you remember more of that like i yeah. if you want to continue on that that would be really cool sure cool yeah i always think people don't want to hear about these parts of oh it. my god no that's all i want to hear oh that's cool so <laughs> So yeah, I, I said this on Crow, the, the first time I ended up in another place, um, I was sitting on my couch in my apartment and, um, and I was just, you know, like dealing with like the fourth day of it, of taking Ibogaine all day, every day. And I was just kind of like childlike, like just kind of just sitting there, just kind of like, cause it, it reshuffles your deck, it cleans your shit. So it's like before you ever did drugs. So I genuinely kind of felt like a child in like a great way, like a very like joyous kind of like, okay, I'm content. This is what I'm doing. Innocent, today. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it was great. And so all, and then all of a sudden, like I said, all the pixels, uh, like everything turned into pixels and just fell away. And I was walking on a boardwalk, like already walking. And I started sitting down. So I was, and, and I stopped as soon as I, you know, and I was like, what the fuck? And I looked around and I started like turning around. I was like, what the fuck? Like I was just on my couch. And then, uh, and then I, I see like three or four dudes in the distance and like, uh, three of them look horrified, but the main dude in the middle was like expecting to see me. And, uh, and we just kind of got closer together and he put his arm around me and he said, um, and this is what he said to me. He said, you were born in the slit of a lid in an inkling of time you were born in a slit of a lid in an inkling of time is what he said to me and That's uh, all i was like you were born okay. in a slit. i was born in a and and then i was trying to think like is it the slit of a lid like the lid of the earth or something and but it, i don't know like i guess it could be anything yeah no, Dude, that, that kind of cryptic shit always drives me nuts. I was telling Jen about uh, not to bring it back to a dream, but like I always know in my dream when there's something actually almost like conscious talking to me, it's different than the NPCs you see in your dream where oh, you're yeah. like, ha 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 in your dream with this random yeah. person or whatever. This dude right. looked direct, directly at me, called me by name and asked me what I was doing there. And right. then I woke up. And Yo, I was like, that's like a focused, that's your focus in the dream. You can see that they're focused on you like spiritually. No, he, mm -hmm. something right. caught caught his eye about me and whatever that was in that dream knew that I was there and that I shouldn't be there for some reason. Well, what I, you described the dream to me and it sounded like, not to detract from your story really quick, but you were talking about the dream and it sounded like you were going along with the dream. You said you were confused. You described like things in the dream. And then as you kind of realized that things definitely weren't making sense, you were kind of coming out of the dream and realizing that you were in a different place. And then that thing said to you, Joe, oh. what are you doing here? Because in my opinion, I think the dream world is a, is a different dimension. So I think, but I also think we are made to forget when we go in and when we leave and that's going to sleep and waking up, but we don't know how we get there and how we get out. There's a, be there's a beginning and end that we don't get to see. We just kind of remember the middle, like how exactly how you described mm. you were on your couch and then you were just walking on a boardwalk. Yeah. 
but there might have been an in-between that you don't quite remember. That was the time maybe, travel. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah. I just think that when when it was his time to go, they were like, oh, shit, he's waking up. Like, dude, he's figuring it out. Okay, Joe, what are you doing here? And then they were like, bye. And then he woke up. No, and yeah. the weirdest part is that right before he said that, it was this one dude. I actually, I can still picture what he looks like, which is weird because normally faces in a dream are hard to remember. I know mm -hmm. exactly dude looks like he had almost like cornrows anyway he split into two different things and they were both talking at the same time and that's i must have become been becoming lucid or something because that's when i realized something was fucking weird because i could hear both of them talking at the same time and then the one just looked at me and was like joe what are you doing here and i fucking popped out of my dream whoa like, that's crazy i haven't done hallucinogens in quite some time too so i'm like what the fuck's wrong well, we also put those crystals under our bed i got some, oh, yeah. Sleep some rocks and some uh special crystal i recently just we just started looking into like crystals and herbs and essential oils it's and things. awesome like, we were never into that stuff before but we made right. little dream satchels and then um our dog ate his so i just got a <laughs> bunch of crystals from this little shop that we have and stuffed them in a bag and put them under <laughs> his side because i still have my dream satchel so i still have my crazy dreams about getting shipped off to the middle east to serve in uh what was it the it was like an army i had to serve in for a year and it was Whoa. i volunteered to go to uh, a meeting i just had this random dream sorry to talk about dumb dreams everyone but i was in <laughs> a i, I was it. in a school i was in all right cool yay so i was in like a school but i was my age now so like i was like old but i lived with my parents but like everyone lived with their parents it was super normal like everyone just lived like with their elders mm -hmm. and so i was like in a uniform and they were like at the school they're like hey did you want, and it was a military like academy kind of thing, but we had no formal training with like combat at all. So <laughs> I knew that for sure in the dream. And they were like, oh, there's going to be a meeting later. It's going to be at the library. You can all go. So we all went and I was the last one to get there. And they had all these books laid out. And they're like, everybody pick your book. It's going to be your job. And I picked my book, but I had to pick last. And it sucked because I had like slim pickings for like what my fucking job was going to be in the Middle East. It was They were shipping you off to the Middle East. You'd live in like a cell basically, but they'd sort of take care of you, but not really. And we were going to be basically like missionaries. And I had to, I was like a waitress. Like my job was like something awful where I was like, oh my God, I won't even know where I'm going to be. I have no military training. And then I decided at the last minute in the dream, like I had a friend, a really close friend. She was an Asian girl who I've never met before in my life. And she was like, so did you tell your parents yet that you're going? And I was like, I don't have the heart to tell them. Like I can't. And I was so scared and like sad. There were so many emotions. That's I think fascinating. Emotion is what dreams so important, and that's what makes it so boring to tell other people because they can't possibly imagine how those how those experiences would feel, but you're feeling them. So I like hearing stories though, like that. I like hearing people's dreams, but I know most people don't. But anyway, at the very end of the dream, when it, right before I woke up, I was like, I had decided in my head that I was just gonna run away. I was like, fuck this, I'm not going, I'm not doing this, and I'm not a coward because I also Good. will have no gun and no training, but I also knew that I'd have to leave my family forever. Like I'd never be able to see mm. them or talk to them again. So mm. that was my decision. And then I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? I need this crystal bag away from my head, maybe for a couple days so I can just oh. sleep in peace. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get me some crystals. That sounds yeah. interesting, man. Wow, that's anyway. So wait, so keep going. So you, so the guy that put his arm around you, yeah, did you know you him? You were born in this, huh? Did you know him? Like the guy no. that said that you were born no. in the slit of the lid of time or whatever. <laughs> that's slit, so crazy. And, and born in a slit of a lid and an inkling of time. He never. I never had seen any of these. Like I'd never met any of these people, and um, Did they feel familiar though. They they act 
the one dude that I'm talking about is it acted like I was familiar. He okay. wasn't familiar to me. He was acting like I like he knew me very well. Um, and um, weird. it was it was interesting. And I ended up working for this guy and um, and his friends. Yeah. And uh, I used to I, we would go out to bars every night and um, and, you know, just like drink and just going into speakeasies like eventually. And um, man, it, it was just it was just really interesting. And I started learning about each decade like it would teach me about it was always about drugs and substances like like okay mary's been complaining about this every day that you've been working for her for the past few months look at how much she drinks don't you think that has something to do with like and it and it would just kind of paint these pictures and i would be talking to these people in different decades and 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 it just had an example for like every one every decade every drug and it had uh it had me playing like a father in uh in some of the stories and i and i was like not a good father like i was i was i was much older this was in the 70s but i was uh i had probably like a 13 year old son or whatever and i and i could just tell i was such a cuck of and i was watching it from afar and it was just showing me like don't do this like don't be this type of it was so fascinating and um and uh to to be in a tangible experience where you can pick shit up where you can buy something from a store and eat it where you can have clear logical already like like you're going through thoughts in your head like you would any other day like i want to eat here uh whatever i'm not actually going to go here like like the same exact thought process all while knowing i'm in a fucking time travel dream right now so it's not like what you were saying joe where like like you go along with shit just because in that dream world those are the rules that apply and it just seems like yeah oh those are the rules that apply when you're there and then you wake up and you're like wait what the fuck because the, yeah. the reality like, you know that you're on ibogaine the whole time you so know like, so you're not aware. even like oh these rules don't make sense you're like oh these rules don't make fucking sense and i know that the whole time but i i'm gonna be quiet and this is what happened i was like i gotta be really quiet about it though because if someone finds out it's 1904 they're gonna call the fucking police and get me like, <laughs> in the fucking that's awesome no that's so fucking cool dude i was trying to hold i was trying to um i kept trying to buy things so i could get more more money from that era and i kept stuffing my pockets with money because i knew i had the right dates on it for if i returned like it was (laughs) like that's completely lucid you know that's Um, crazy so i we got a quick uh question from somebody in the chat he was asking if that dude you were talking to that recognized you he says was he your guide have you ever seen him again or was that a one-off no, he was like the maybe the intro introductory guide, maybe. Um, he was it, it was just I think it was just like a welcoming party. I think it was just someone yeah. like picking you up from the airport, you know? Like I, I think it was like that. Like he was picking me up from a time travel and he had to give me my first assignment or whatever. But he but we didn't really interact like on a personal like I care about you level. He he was like there to pick me up give me my assignment and then keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like he was fulfilling but he was his sent purpose. There from someone else, but his purpose, it was like, he was sent there from, from the creator, whatever you want to call it from sure. God, from, from the being, maybe we all came from or whatever. For like sure. he was sent and he was like, Oh, okay, cool. You, I know you. Yeah. What's up? He's like, ah, oh, okay. You're the guy. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but like he knew me, it was, it was, it was weird. Like I was like his, his uh long lost nephew or some shit um crazy cool, though yeah so i got a million stories like this so i, I can just like 
rattle them off. If you guys want to ask me specific questions or ask me anything. No, tell us your the the weirdest. Like it's already been weird, but like tell us no, any. That's great. You've done ibogaine more than anybody I've ever fucking met. Most people, like you said, yep. do it one time and they're like, "Okay, that was great. It gave me what I need. Now I'm gonna move on without that ever again." Yeah, but You're he like, needed so much though. Like he, you were in a bad place. Like you admitted that you were in a bad place, and you wanted to change, and you were taking steps. So it was like, oh, this is like the perfect specimen for this. Like we want to like hug you and love you and teach you and show you like. Well, that, really I think that kind that. of influenced your best earth thing. I know you were talking on Crow about how one of the mushrooms or the something in there kind of like is similar to Ibogaine, but it's yeah. legal as far as we know. But so that's cool in itself because that's what made me interested in it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that out. But yeah, tell us whatever you want about your Ibogaine stories. We love drug stories. Yeah, I love anecdotal <laughs> stories. So if our, our, I think our audience does too. I mean, plant medicine fine, stories. But we love dreams. Yeah. Like Joe and we tell each other our dreams every day and we are interested genuinely in them. And it sounds similar to your stories where I know, like you were saying, most people are just like, okay, I don't want to hear that's That's your experience. Fuck that. No, that's like, that's what we want to hear. No, and that's more, awesome. people, more people can, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? More people can relate. 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 There you go. Yeah. More people can relate to like even dreams and stuff than you'd think because they're like, oh no, I've felt that same way. And you know, if people don't want to hear anecdotal drug stories and dream stories, and well, I think these are cool. <laughs> um, and also, it will be different for everybody, you know, if they go experience Ibogaine for themselves. But, you know, it's just interesting to hear your experiences as being so vivid and you learned from them. And that's something that everyone should remember as well. Cause like what you were saying, people don't necessarily love Ibogaine after they do it because they don't really want to see the truth. They just right. want to get up or just kind of be like, pretend to be spiritual for a day or whatever. But you really went into it with perfect pure intentions and it gave you this great experience and you took from it what it wanted you to take from it. So I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. So we'll just pass the horn over to you and just fucking go with some stories, man. I'm down. Cool. All right, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what happened. Like, I, you know, I do feel picked like I got I got activated out of the matrix. And now my job is to go activate other people or something, you know, and that's you... kind of like what we're doing with Best Earth is like uh, is has Voa Kanga in it. It's got Rishi Chlorella, Chaga and MCT, but it's got Voa Kanga. That's the main thing in it. And that has some of the same and or similar alkaloids as ibogaine does it's like ibogaine's uh little brother um it grows right around the same area and it can it can provide stimulation or focus um we concentrate it and it, it can provide on a very small scale what ibogaine provides in terms of your mindset and i you i consider them a super high dose of it just voking by itself have I done that? Yeah. No. Oh, why not? Like, it's, if it's similar to Ibogaine, why not? Um, because you'd have to take you have to take way more Boakanga to get to that. It's just not worth it. I, I would say no. just because if you have one and then you have the other. Um. Oh, okay. The yeah. dosage it, you need a lot more Boakanga to. It just, it wouldn't be uh, uh, so it's more, more of a microdose friendly thing. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and um, and if you're going to go for the full Ibogaine thing, just go for Ibogaine, just because I think I think that's what it was designed for, you know, and I think, well, Kanga is more to be, to be, like, tapped into 
a more more like caffeinated experience not like a psychedelic experience but you're it keeps you awake and alert but those alcohol those alkaloids are still in there though just on a very small scale so it should it's like bring you it's to like a mindset the afterglow going the afterglow exactly 100 that's what it is you know the nor ibogaine in your system stays in your system for a long time if you don't drink alcohol like weeks or months um but you know, it does still fade a little bit and, and you feel your desires and things like that come back to you. Like it, even if it kicked drugs out of your system, you know, a year later or a few months later, you might feel a tinge of what you think is like a withdrawal syndrome. It's just your body not being used to real life in 11 years, you know? And, um, and then, so people go back. So what you said, the afterglow, and that's the most important period with Ibogaine, that's, that's when you have to start taking uh, best earth and things like that, in my opinion, on a regular basis. So you can pave over the old neural pathways, you know, with new ones. And and I and best earth and aboga will keep you from going down those old pathways. If there's weeds and thorns and shit sticking out, it's not going to it's going to show you that before you go down it instead of letting you stumble down like you always do, you know, and then you have a choice. And, and you want to do what's right. I mean, that's the biggest, best thing about Iboga is that for some people, like for other people, it doesn't even work. I, I, uh, I've, I've given it to, I've been around people that have taken it, uh, in front of me and it was for alcohol, things like that. And, um, I would just to test to see where they were at, I'd be like, so how do you remember that? Like, you know, that young girl you hooked up with last night and then the different one the night before. And my friend was like, Oh no, stop. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. He always wanted to talk about it. He always wanted to talk about it, but not that day. He did not want to talk about it. And I was like, that's a problem that you don't want to talk about it. Like, like he's not facing what it, what, you know, it was trying to show him. So he just didn't go down that road. And, uh, I think, I think, you know, I didn't have the willpower. I felt like I was getting sucked down roads. Like I was just, I, I didn't have a choice. I, I, and, um, man, but, and it's so cool because you can learn so much in these dreams and see how, I think it can show you how good life can be. I think that's, it was a big gift to me from the creator that I began the, um, the experiences I had, because a lot of the places I went to, like I would, keep time traveling like tell uh, teleporting because i don't know what t time frame this was but in between the decades and stuff i would keep going back to this beach where my wife her family i never met before um were would all dance and sing and just hang out on the beach all day long and that's what we did and i, I spent so many days there just like dancing and singing with them on the beach in between the decades and it, it was just the most comforting beautiful experience and um and uh it's just incredible my brother was in jail at the time but he was there on the island and and just it was just uh it was mind-blowing man it, so it was like a mini vacation you know how did you feel when this ended because this honestly sounds like heaven i mean it sounds beautiful like the most amazing perfect growing learning experience yep when it all ended, when it was over, over, when you were done and not the afterglow thing, but like just when you knew that, okay, right. we're not going back here anymore. I don't have okay. any more lifetimes to live. I'm up on the couch and I do want to hear more stories. Totally. I just am curious after just hearing that, 
it sounds amazing. It sounds like you'd want to live there forever. Like, how did you feel when you were done? Was it well, sad? that's a great that's, question. That's what I was just about to ask is without being an asshole, uh, it almost sounds too good to be true because if 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 that is the reality that you can live in right why would you ever leave and if you right. don't what are the side effects and downsides so i i i so from the time i took i began to the time my wife had explained to me that everything i'd experienced was all in this in this apartment just over the last week like from the time I took it, I thought months had gone by months. So, so much information and memories in my head. Like she's telling me, no, that's not real. And that's all like she was getting at. And, and it was so real that I didn't know if what she was saying was real. Like if she was real, like it was so, and that's when I got scared and I was like, fuck, this is the only negative part about this and i don't even think it was negative it's just kind of like a a a knock on the head like and so why you know and i was i was i was like really upset when she was telling me that i was i got really mad and um and uh and i sat down on the ground and i was still like tripping and stuff and uh and and i just thought about it and i thought about it and i uh i wrote a message to the person that i knew in africa and 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 it just clicked it just clicked that like that was to show me what could be like i i was like a wreck of a junkie like at the time like i was i lived it was just such a fucked up life my my family i grew up in it was just all so hard and horrible and to be able to have done what i did in terms of the time traveling going to the beach doing all that I could never go back again and I will still die happier than if I hadn't because I experienced time travel. I experienced, you know, shit that wasn't just like another trip. This shit, dude, I can't even, I can't even, um, I can't even do it justice. It, it like really happened. And I, and it's embarrassing to tell this to people unlike your guy, unlike you guys, because you know, no, that's not like, embarrassing. I 100%. No, I, no, I believe, you, no, I believe cool. that you experienced something that was real. Like I, I do truly believe, like that's I told awesome. you, like, I think yeah. dreams are real. Like I think yeah. when I wake up from a dream, I'm like, whew, like that dimension was fucked up. So like, I think I'll go somewhere. Even though my body stays somewhere, I don't think our bodies fucking matter. It's our consciousness and our brains don't even really have anything to do with that except for being a receiver. So it doesn't matter. But I think what you experienced, your body, yeah, it was there. But you went and did all of those things, and it might have taken all of that amount of time. But what the fuck is time? Time doesn't mean <laughs> shit, except for in this social construct that we're in. In this construct that we're in, time moves in a certain way. So to us in this realm, but when we're not here, like we've lived lifetimes in dreams and in trips and what you lived, I believe it took that amount of time. And for you to process it coming back into this world, that's hard because you processed it fine when you were there, but then when you have to come back, you have to squish it all together. You have to compress. It's like, um, it's like coding. You have to code it back into this, whatever, you know, software we're using in this world. And I'm not even saying that we're in like an AI thing or whatever, like in a, um, I am. Yeah. We're uh, okay. We could be, but who knows, but whatever, wherever you were and wherever we are right now, 
it's different fucking software. So you had to be like, oop, converting, converting, converting. And then you come back and try to explain it. And people are like, dude, it's been like 10 minutes. And you're like, no, it's been like a hundred years. And they don't get it, but it doesn't. Y'all, it was so crazy. I hadn't seen modern cars in so long that when I first went outside, I got freaked the fuck out that there weren't old cars all over the place. Like there were new cars. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's fucking intense. But I do believe I believe you do. You did experience that. I mean, I don't think that sounds crazy. I don't think that sounds stupid at all. I think that there are so many things that we don't know. And especially with society telling us like, this is woo and this is dumb and dreams are fake and movies are fake. But the news is totally real. And we're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Fuck off, dude. Sorry, but the news is definitely fake. And we get lied to all the time. So who knows what's fucking real? And I know time's I'd like, not. I'd like to reinforce that you have absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about. You found something that yeah. allowed you to literally work through, up until that moment, a lifetime of shit. Yeah. And you had a rare opportunity that, like you said in the beginning, a lot of people don't get right to have that awakening and actually work through it and yeah i would see that when you came back out of it it would fuck with your head a little bit to kind of go hold on a second this reality which one am i in right now are there old cars outside still like right but it's definitely nothing to be in my opinion i mean we talk about everything i've told stories on here that really nobody should ever hear i should have (laughs) never done um but like for real though like those kind of um what's it called uh vulnerable stories or the show of vulnerability to show that you had to get here to get up here that is those are those in my opinion are what make this our podcast or podcast is because i want to get into that shit i want to get into the uncomfortable shit and the embarrassing shit right and make it constructive so you're good dude that's no, awesome and also, man what's i love beautiful that. about it is that you you experienced something, you were already not in a good place, you did this thing that was crazy and, and weird, you didn't expect it, it was out of the fucking blue, and you had no idea what was going on, and you just took it all in, you embraced yeah. it, and then you fucking learned from it, so that when you came back and, and were sharing it. back into this real world, you surfed through it, like, Jesus, shit, what the fuck is going on? But you still fucking, like, you held up, you were like, alright, I got this, I got this, I got this, it's fucking weird, but I got this, so Yo. don't you know what i mean sorry sorry don't um I, totally i love you guys thank you so much both y'all like all y'all it's just very nice what y'all are saying um it, it, totally fuck i forgot i was just gonna say it. it's, it's so good uh, oh <laughs> no nope. well i mean <laughs> no go what you go got on. over what you got over deserves to be shared so oh thanks like, yeah but it's thanks, how you man. handled it how you brought it back like coming back from all of that and being able to be like all right, I want to share this and also start a business and do this right. awesome shit. Like, that's fucking badass. Well, it's cool. I came back and I dude. was just like, dude, I fucking, no one could tell me to wear a mask or anything. Cause I was like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, once you've like been somewhere else, you're just like, oh, this shit. Like, okay. Like, no one has authority over you here. Like, and, and I think the authority hey. is shifting big time. I think the spiritual yes. authority some shit going on right now i think well I yeah. think if, I was, last, if, I was, 
if I was in was your that... shoes, I wouldn't mm-hmm. fucking want to come back. I'd be like, nope, I want to step outside and see 1940s and 50s Dude, again. Because that is way fucking better than everything that we have going on fucking right now. I think I'd rather, I, and I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it because it popped into my head. I would rather be knit balls deep in World War II <laughs> than here right at this moment. Now, that's not saying... <laughs> oh, okay uh that's not saying that you're not going to make the best of it and you're not going to try to make the impact that you can but i would totally understand coming out of that long of a mind fuck and going i don't know if i want to be here <laughs> right i'm glad you relate to that man because i thought i was, I felt kind of like a jerk yeah. because i you know and i'm probably i have it way better because it was like i came my pregnant wife is what i came back to you know it could have just been my cat or like no one you know so that was pretty cool. So I, you know, I was, I felt ungrateful. It was probably my first feeling. So then that made me more grateful because I began, again, it teaches you, it points at the truth. It's like, no, 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 that, and, and you can't deny it. You just can't. And, uh, and, I think uh, you could, and you didn't. That's what's really cool is that people who don't like it definitely right. are like, eh, fuck that. Yeah, like my friend, he was like, he just was like, yeah. no, don't talk about it. Yeah, so yeah, I think you're being too humble. I think you're being a little too humble, and it's okay. I'm not trying. No, I know. That's why you're you're so humble. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. You, I we are grateful cool. for you as well. There's but no I just want to say that too humble. I, Unless you whatever talk you know about what it, I, I mean. Yeah, like no, you can be too humble totally because I know people that are like 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 they can't take credit for literally anything, you know. And they're oh, like, I yeah. know oh, it's all God. And like, it's always good to give credit to, yeah, that's, that is good. But it's like not one fucking thing. You can be like, hey, good job on that. Hey, hey, don't be giving me credit. Don't be giving. Well, I, you- <laughs> but I think you should be taking credit for um, learning from the experience. So totally. what you could have done, you could have totally. literally come out of it and been like, I just want to be back there. Because if you were already on some sort of substance and that helped you, that experience helped you, you could have just wanted to go back there. So just do do a boga. I did it first. And I did it first. That that actually happened. Like I, so when I ended up in 1904, this was right in the beginning of my Ibogaine like trip. So I was like still going through the detox process of opiates. The first thing I did was walk into a pharmacy and I bought a bottle that said number four heroin on it. N O dot four heroin. And, um, and it was, it was $4 also. And yeah, so I went home and I and I uh, I started like I would take like a, a, a spoonful of it and I got high as fuck in my dream. Wow. Yeah, I I thought I relapsed, but I didn't do it anymore in the dream. I was like, that was no good. I can't believe I did that after I did. I became blah, blah. And then when I came out of it, I told my wife about it. She's like, dude, you didn't relapse. <laughs> So that worked out. But in my dream, I, I did. I was fascinated by that. Only, yeah. only with weed. And it was just well, because I didn't smoke weed in so long. And then I, I had a dream. I smoked weed. And I was like, why would I do that? Now I'll piss hot. And I woke up. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. I But I got high in my dream. Real quick before we move on. Ben, hang on. Uh, Marky in the chat says to tell us more about how you felt on the withdrawal side of things post Iboga. Ben, go ahead. And then uh, James can answer that. Uh, yeah, no, all I was going to say is prior to that experience, the amount of substance abuse that you had gone through, or I should say put yourself through to claim responsibility, but, um, did, 
did that get confusing? I mean, other than kind of going with the theme of what we talked about, you coming back and kind of trying to figure out, you know, talking to your wife, is this part the real part? Was it, were there certain times like that spoonful of, you know, heroin that you're talking about in the in the trip that it's like when you finally got all the way over everything and went. How many how much of this was I actually tripping on when it like throughout your life where you go how many of these were actual trips and how many of how much of this was just other experiences that i had and maybe got confused Mm, i didn't uh it was honestly the only one time coming out of it um because i knew i was like jumping around to different realities and stuff like i knew that was happening i just I didn't, I didn't know once I got out of all that, it would be inexplainable. I didn't know. You know what I mean? I thought that it was like something I had attained. So other than being confused about what the mechanism was that got me to time travel, you know, um, I don't know, but it's also like this, like you feel like it defragments your brain and it's, or it's like your brain is like a flip book and and it's for the first time being flipped through. So it could be that too. You're kind of just surfing your neurological waves, like, you know, just reliving experiences and things you've seen and things you've done. So you Maybe know, you're DNA be... surfing, you're uh, surfing that right. DNA memory, you know? Well, right. You, That's you, it. Yeah. So while you were, so, okay. So you said that while you were seeing all of this crazy shit and you knew that it was crazy and weird and it was just like a ride and you were like, all right, I'm just living this life right now. Did you imagine your body, your current physical body, yes. where it was? Yes, I did. Isn't that crazy? And you you asked that. Wow. No, that's not crazy at all. That's actually awesome, and it makes a lot more sense if you're as co- coherent as you say you are. Yeah. In the dream, you know, we're not. Yes. When we dream, we're not like, oh, I know, I'm sleeping somewhere. We're we don't think like that. But if when, you're in that state, what did you think was happening? I I could see myself. Um, I whenever I thought that, because I would think that. Whenever I, I would see myself sleeping on the couch at home, like like I wasn't in myself, like I was looking at myself. Yeah, you were 100% in another dimension, dude. Like, I believe <laughs> that everything that happened to you fucking happened. But Bro, whatever yeah. the creator is took you out and let you experience stuff and froze time. So you did experience all those things probably in the time frame that it took or at least the way you processed it. It doesn't matter if it happened all in 30 seconds, but it but was really I have those experiences. Years. I have those mem. I'm full yeah. of those memories and experiences that, that blows my fucking mind. Like I have I weeks it. and months worth of memories. I shouldn't have enough time for, you know, like in that 10 days, you know, but the fact that you have that because... vivid of a memory of it Dude. to actually call it, but like... that's because how we view time though. Like, so come on, time, time is a fucking problem. Like there's a yeah. huge problem with the way we view time. <laughs> we think it's a really big deal. Like it's minutes and seconds and hours. And it's really just right. like, eh, that's what they we quantify call it. everything. They quantify yes. everything, drugs, mechanism of action, that everything they quantify, they want to break it down to a number. Therefore God doesn't exist. Like, it's it's yeah. because it can yeah. be explained with numbers. It's you yeah. Know. Well, Justin calls it a uh, digging in the akashic or surfing through the aether, and I would uh, totally nice. agree. But to get back to Marky's, uh, oh question, yeah, yeah. What did he ask? He said, "Tell us more about how you left, how you felt on the withdrawal side of things post Iboga, because I think that's important, especially to very hard drug users like yeah. uh, heroin or meth or anything like that, because that's yeah. a big problem. The, the yeah. withdrawal." Oh, that, that's everything, you know, and I had to, so Iboga takes away the, 
it doesn't take it away. It, it takes the edge off. It doesn't numb the experience because you need to go through some level of detox and withdrawal. That's part of the purging. And, yeah. um, and so you, you should feel better pretty quickly after you take it, you know, but you won't feel a hundred percent you, but you won't feel the withdrawals like the way they are. It's probably cut down to like, you feel like 15% of it, man, which is nothing compared to what normal opiate withdrawal is, as you guys know. So, um, it can, it can cut it down. And then after like when I did it, uh, after like 10 days, I was like, uh, 120 pounds soaking wet and like just I, I was a wreck um physically and I was on drugs for so long that my body just wasn't taking just it just wasn't great so I didn't feel good because I wasn't taking care of myself um people need to stay hydrated stay healthy take their nutrients as they're supposed to um like I, w- I wish I had done that but um but I don't know. I, I, I thought I, it, it was crazy. Sorry. Um, but uh, you get really you get really in your head after Iboga if you concentrate too hard of like if you used to do dope, you're going to be like, wait, am I sick right now? Wait, am I sick right now? If you're not high, your mind is naturally going to keep going back to wait. Am I, I'm sick though right now. Right. Because I'm not high. I'm like sick right now. And, and then so you can start like having chills or or huh. something. But you can't compare it you'll immediately start justifying kind of is that what you're saying um or like rationalizing like like when yeah like you're rationalizing or justifying it like oh i'm sick right now if you're going through it just like you have the um post-acute withdrawal syndrome is what it's called and it's these like can happen like a year after uh, getting off stuff where you have like you break down stuff it's just your body your memory your body's physical memory of those experiences being drenched in them for 10 years it kind of gets them out of whack and it takes years to rebuild but um yeah so what i you won't i some people feel 100 percent when they're done with the boga because i was taking suboxone um i was taking I was prescribed to Suboxone, Benzos, Adderall, um, Gabapen, a ton of shit. So it was kicking all that out of my system. Um, uh, and and so I didn't feel feel 100%, but I felt 85% better than before I took it. Um, when I was, because I, I stopped taking the drug a few days before I did Ibogaine, because you're supposed to fast and, and go as long as you can without taking the drug up until taking Ibogaine. So it it's the most successful that way. Well, 85% is like, I don't know, a hundred percent more than required for FDA approval for certain right. drugs. So I would right. say you're, it's pretty good. I yeah. feel like it's enough to give you that boost to like move forward though and make positive choices after that. You know what I mean? It's yes. like enough steps up where you can be like, eh, fuck that 15%. I got this. Yes. You know? it, 100%. I went back to work like, like, 120 pounds soaking wet like i I lost like in the two weeks i was out of work i lost like 15 pounds or some shit and and i just and i came back just kind of like wild-eyed but i was you know even i i hadn't eaten anything i was ready to go though like you said it was about the mindset you know and about the life change like i had just fucking time traveled yeah i can go to a cubicle (laughs) for a couple hours like you know yeah. you're like this ain't shit yeah. hey uh joe real quick it's that it's that time man i gotta go oh yeah yeah oh, okay go. bye ben all right bye, all right ben. james it was nice meeting you thanks for sharing everything that you it did was a pleasure keep up 
keep up the good fight and uh we'll see you all next time or at least i will all you right, guys man. keep having fun all right. we love you ben <laughs> thanks for coming on ben <laughs> love you guys <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we're, I'm as, I was actually going to probably close up here pretty soon anyway, but I did want to know. More we do want to talk uh, to you off air a little bit. Yeah, I stick around after we if go. If you have time, what, what time zone yeah. are you in? You we're uh, East Coast. Okay, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll close up here. But uh, what I what I, I noticed you ask... said aunt. Sorry, I, I mean to cut you off, but I'm from the East Coast as well, and I say aunt, and he literally rips aunt on me all the it's time. It's spelled with a U. How do you explain right? that? Thank you. It's not pronounced ant. I don't, Whatever weirdo. Anyway, ask I don't, question. I don't I'm sorry, ex babe. expect <laughs> I to explain any of this. Stupid, yeah, stupid no, my stuff. mom makes fun of me for that. She's from where the fuck we are. And she says ant and she makes fun of me a lot. But oh, okay. <laughs> no, it, the English language is uh, word magic anyway. And that's a different show. But yeah. uh, so I wanted to know more about what's in. Give us a rundown of your, like your favorite products, because I'm going to obviously be ordering more shit from you. And we can talk nice. off air about uh, being an affiliate sponsor or whatever, if you want. Cool. But uh, tell us your favorite stuff. Like Best Earth, obviously, is at the top of the list. Best but tell Earth us is at the your, top. So your freedom I, and how that would help uh, opiate users get off of uh, opiates, because that's yeah. I know that's a huge thing. So I'll let you shoot. Go for it. Totally. Um, so I got, I've gotten family members off Oxycontin, um, other things, uh, using like certain combinations for people that can't, they don't want to like go all out and like do Ibogaine or they can't afford it. They can't go somewhere or whatever. And there's like, uh, and, or if you just need to be at work every day and you can't do that. So I, I assigned him to take, uh, two best earth capsules every morning on an empty stomach. And then, uh, he was taking two full droppers of full spectrum CBD oil that I make. That's like really full spectrum, really strong. I'd say it's a great antidepressant. Other than that, um, great for topical as well. Um, uh, it, it, it'll like kill a wart and destroy a baby rash, like almost immediately. Um, so it's really good stuff. But anyway, so he was just taking that for as like an antidepressant, two full droppers once to twice a day as needed. Um, and he was taking the best of two capsules and then he was taking Kratom because he was taking Oxycontin. So he's going to have opiate withdrawals. The best earth is even though Boa Kanga is in it, that's like Iboga. It's not going to do exactly what that does. It's just not as powerful. It's a much smaller scale. So he still needed to take care of the withdrawals. So he started taking Kratom. Um, and he took, I don't know, like five capsules, two to three times a day. And, uh, and our capsules are bigger as well. Um, so you don't have to take as many as you normally would um, if you're dealing with something like that. So anyways, long story short or long story long, six months later, he uh, he has stopped taking the Oxycontin. He hasn't taken that in six months. He stopped taking Kratom. He stopped taking CBD oil. And now he just takes Best Earth like every once in a while. And he's like, he's probably like 80% kinder than I've ever known him to be too. And I'm not giving credit to the best earth. I'm just saying it definitely, some shit is different. And uh, it's really Dude, nice. This is exactly how pharmaceutical, this is the opposite of pharmaceuticals. I'm sorry. I th I think that's yeah. amazing how you just Thanks. broke that down. Cause you were saying he doesn't take this. He doesn't take this. And he also takes my product every now and then like yeah. he doesn't take it every single day religiously, like, which is what pharmaceuticals preach to us. And that he's kinder and better and it's like the whole goal is to like help heal them and then yeah. they don't have to take it at all because their brain's good and then Fucking you're done and then 
and then you get it. it your friends right that was like amazing. you have yeah. to take this all the time no but that's what you said dude that's fucking awesome i can't even <laughs> no but I've you recapped it well it. i say a lot I of mean, shit people don't get so you good oh job. Dude, I get everything you're saying. And you literally just up. said that people can take your product and then stop. And you're just like, yep, that's cool too. Get what you need to get. And then when you're yeah. done, you're done. That's perfect. It's, it's not addictive. Like, it's not a good business model for me, but it, it I, it's okay, you know? That's it's, a, uh, right. It's good. Oh, it's a good so, thing. Mm, that makes me so happy. Sorry, I'm getting like way too animated and excited on this show. but It's exciting, man. It's exciting. I'm like, <laughs> I can play the piano if you want. I'm not saying anything sad or weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> play some, place like heavy That's metal cool. while I'm doing that. Be like, uh, da -da 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 -da. like that would be better. Uh, I don't have that one. Okay. Sorry. Next time. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. I mean to stop you. I just, I appreciated how you are literally promoting your product by saying that your friend took it, took all of these things, takes your product every now and then, but he's way better. Yeah. He That's asked me uh, a couple weeks ago, Hey, did you get any more best earth? in stock and i and i told him no i said maybe in three weeks he's like okay thanks a lot james like that's if you knew him like you'd be like what he just said thank you um you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so cool well i'm sure after you went on crow you sold out of like most of your stock right oh immediately best earth uh sold out and then owen benjamin shouted us out a couple times and now we can't oh, keep it for more than so like sweet. six hours that's so. fucking awesome that's great yeah. We'll definitely yeah, but, do shout outs and, for you too, dude. We're, we don't have a huge you. show like Crow or Owen Benjamin, but we've had them both on our show. No, we haven't had Owen on yet. Oh, really? We've had Benjamin Balderson on, but not Owen Benjamin. Oh, okay. I want to have him on though. He's fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah, dude. I heard y'all's Crow episode. That was really good. And I, I heard your episode with Alex and the Ayahuasca dude. And, uh, oh, yeah. I like you, you guys' show. You guys got that. some good stuff. Uh, we did a show. Oh, it wasn't on video. God damn it. We Which did one? talk at the tavern just a couple days ago. And I fell off my chair. Like I was messing around on my chair like this. And I literally fell backwards all the way. <laughs> and like somersaulted over into the green screen and it rips down. You got a video of that? Yes. yes. It's on our Instagram. Right. It's so funny. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. It kind of looks like Joe's being an asshole. I do want to clarify this for anyone who like thinks that because I, I watched the video and I know what happened because I was there I was and there I too. I fell and I was <laughs> laughing so hard that I couldn't get up. Also, the green screen was kind of wrapped around me and the chair was in an awkward position to where I was like, I'm going to have to combat role and figure this out. But after I'm done laughing, but it, in the video, I fall and Joe looks at me like this, and then he comes back and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And then everyone else is laughing as well. But I'm also laughing. So that's why Joe doesn't help me up right away. She's everyone. just away from right? Why because would you? Yeah. laughing hysterically. And I do right. not need assistance. He right. does help me eventually when I'm finally like, hey, I don't know if I can do this. I was also pretty drunk. I mean, whatever. Well, and then the rest, of the, the rest of the one, we just took down the green screen. We're like, why are we doing this? This is an audio <laughs> yeah. show anyway. Fuck it, it was an audio show, but it was funny because uh. you can so the green screen comes down and um, his son, he got his son. Um, it's like a BB gun, but it looks like an assault rifle. And it's not. It's just like a BB gun. But it, the green screen pulls down and you just see this like assault rifle in the corner. And But it's really just. It BB looks gun. more like just, a hunting rifle. Uh, it's got a scope know. on it. Yeah, Assault rifle would be like my AR weird. in the bedroom. I'm from the East Coast. Everything looks like an assault rifle. Oh, to right. Me. Yeah, big, uh, black ghost guns. <laughs> I'm totally pro guns, too. I think guns are amazing. I just have no idea how to use them because my parents didn't teach me. 
Thanks, yeah, Joe. Dude. Taught me I don't everything. know how to work on cars. Same situation. Me either. Joe taught me how to work on cars and how to use guns. I am so grateful. I know how to do wow. the basic shit, but I, I want to know, know how to shit. rip an engine out. Joe's awesome. Damn. Joe taught me how to change my oil and lets me do it when I'm drunk. And you can do more than I can. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, we do breaks together because I couldn't do that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I can hold the flashlight. That's what my dad taught me how to do. Right? Yeah. He's like, it's easier if I do it. Hold the flashlight. Exactly. So I Joe has me hold too. the flashlight and then he does all the shit on my car. That's right. how I do it. No, I, ju I just put the muscle into the bolts that are fucking stuck on there. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. The muscles. <laughs> anyway, James, Teamwork. thanks for coming on, dude. Thank we you. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Around and uh, we'll have a, a quick chat after the show, yeah. but uh, we uh, we applaud you. <laughs> Yes. No, you're amazing. You're an amazing person. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thanks for, for all your products and your stories are great and we love you. And uh thanks for everybody for listening and we'll uh catch you next time.